Welcome to the Commanders Today podcast. I'm Julie Donaldson. The Commanders rookies made their way to Ashburn today for the start of rookie minicamp. I sat down with head coach Ron Rivera to recap the draft and take a deeper dive into the commander's draft class. When you go through this whole process, the planning of it, the leading up with it, the working that you have to do with your team, to making the phone calls, to, to be able to bring the families in here, what is the best part of the draft for you? You know, I'll, I'll tell you this year, one of the best parts of the draft um, was getting to meet Jahan's parents. Okay, um, you know, just knowing that his mother's going through a little struggle right now with her health, um, but just kind of getting to know them briefly. But then watching the, the, the pride in which they had when he got up there and did his press conference, I thought was really neat. I really did. And, and you know, it's, it, it kind of, you know, reminds you, you know, the culmination of, 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 of you know, Jahan's dream um, coupled with his parents' support was really cool. It was, and it was so nice too, because we've been in COVID for so long. Oh yeah. We haven't been able to have those moments. Yes. You know, and that was precious. Yes, it was. And that, that, that made it, to me, it made it really special. It really did. So let's go through your picks and let's start with Jahan Dotson. Um, when did you know that he was your guy and you just would want to trade back to get him? Or did you ever consider maybe even just reaching for the sake of making sure you had him? Um, no, we, we, we felt going backwards and he would be there. And, and you know, you try to predict it and you're hoping, and, and we did, um, and he was there. He's a guy that we really do feel is a, is a fit for us. We believe he is a plug and play guy. He's versatile, he's, he's got a tremendous catch radius. He's gonna line up at the, at the different wide receiver spots for us for different circumstances. And he has some special teams value in terms of punt return. This is a draft where the wide receiver position was kind of like glorified a little bit, right? There's a lot of good names uh, of folks that they thought to come out. And as you said, it's all subjective and it's yep. what you really needed. Why was he the guy that you're saying, okay, he's going to help complement Terry. He's going to be that add to our receiver room that we need. I think he was probably one of the guys that was really, I think, season ready. I mean, he's a guy that's going to come in. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, a pro already. He understands what he's supposed to do, how he needs to do it. Um, you know, we didn't bring him in on a 30 visit because we felt we knew who he was. And that, that, that was one of the things that, you know, we used the 30 visit to get to know the guys we didn't have. We right. had a few questions on. We didn't have any questions on him. You know, we had six people present at his workout at, at Penn State. Um, and they did a lot of behind the scenes stuff for us. You know, they interviewed different people, different personnel to ask them about Jahan. And so we came away feeling pretty good about him. I kind of found that fascinating a little bit that somebody that you were taking and we talked to, he said, I didn't have a lot of meetings with Washington, but it's because you didn't need to. Right. You're already confident in who he was and, and what he's going to be. So we're excited to see that play out, though. We, we did that one time in Carolina and it turned out to be Luke Keekley. <laughs> we didn't spend an inordinate town amount of time, you know, interviewing or anything like that. It's just that when, when, when you get to a point and you feel very comfortable, you know, we don't want to show our hand. Makes sense. Okay, let's go to the second round. Uh, Fedarian Mathis, really a big body. Um, you watch the film on him. He's, he seems to kind of, he'll just take on those double teams. Um, can we call that like the dirty work? He's yes. not afraid to do? We reached out to a couple of their coaches there and, and, and had an opportunity to talk with them and, and, and a very selfless guy, very unselfish, willing to do the dirty work, as you put it. Um, Is that unusual this well, day where, where the sacks are glorified? 
Well, I think they are, but, you know, he still had a good number of sacks. He had nine this last yes. season, ten I mean, and a half total in his career. But the, the nine this year is a pretty substantial number for a defensive tackle, especially a guy that does the dirty work. So that's one of the things that you felt good about. But one thing he did very well was he held the point of attack. He absorbed the double teams. He allowed the linebackers to run. Um, you know, and they had a couple linebackers we really liked too. Um, but he allowed them to run and be productive. And that's one of the things that, you know, and I always go back to um, back in the day, watching guys that ran well as linebackers. That's because they had people up in front of them that really knew how to absorb those blocks. Next week marks a new chapter on Monday, May 9th. Commanders Today will officially become the Command Center podcast, your home for analysis and insight into all things Washington Commanders. You can also tune into the launch of Command Center on NBC Sports Washington at 5.30 p.m. And while you're at it, follow at Commanders on all social media platforms for the latest on the team. Thanks for listening.